Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Babb III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Such a sweet spirit of worship in this place this morning. Father, we thank you for your presence. And God, we declare in this moment that we need you. Have your way in the lives of your people. And God, we ask God that you forgive us. For God, we have lifted many things up more than you. But God, in this moment, God, we lift you high. For you are Hosanna. You are a risen king. And for that, we say thank you. And every believer that believes, give God a hand clap of praise. for the praise team and the worship of God's people this morning. Sweet spirit of worship. Hosanna. 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 We lift you in this moment. Thank you God for dying on the cross for us. Even when we were not worthy, God, you still yet died for us. We lift you up, God. Bless your name. Bless your name. Take up your Bibles. I want you to go to Acts chapter 1 with me. It's so good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. For those that are watching online, grateful for your presence this morning. Acts chapter 1. Hosanna. You know, Jesus said something in Luke chapter 5 verse 31 that I think is so critical. The Pharisees were trying to negate why Jesus had went to Levi. Somebody say a tax collector. And in biblical times, tax collectors were one of the most deceitful people of that time because they would take what belonged to Caesar, but they would also take a portion for them. Somebody say a tax collector. And what the Pharisees were trying to say was that this tax collector was not eligible for God. And here's what Jesus said. He said, I didn't come for those that are well, but for those that need a physician. Somebody say that's you and I. I don't know about y'all, but even in my brokenness, God says I don't have to have it all together for him to have, for me to have need of him. And matter of fact, the Bible says that Jesus said, I came for those that are broken. 
I don't know about y'all, but that's good news to me. He said, I came for those that had issues. I, I came for those that were hurting, that have been beat down with the issues of life. Those that ain't got it all together. And I don't know about you, but that's good news that he came for me. Somebody say he came for me. Ooh, thank you, God, for coming for me. I guess we all got it together this morning. Some of y'all must say never did nothing, but the, the, the Bible says that he came for those that had need of him. Woo. Can we just lift our hands and bless the name of the Lord? Father, you are worthy. Thank you for coming for us. God, when we didn't come after you, God, you came after us. And for that, God, we say thank you. Thank you, God, for coming for our brokenness, God. In our issues, God, you still yet came for us. God, when we didn't love you, God, you said that you came for us. And God, for that, we say thank you. We are a people, God, who declare this morning, we ain't got it all together. But God, we thank you, God, that you came for those that didn't have it all together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 1 because I don't think y'all happy about that but I'm happy about that reading from the new King James version when y'all catch that he that he came for you Acts chapter 1 verse 8 the Bible says but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you somebody shout power and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The good news is the Bible says, but you shall receive power. This is Jesus speaking when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to minister from this subject this morning, the impartation of the Spirit. The impartation of the Spirit. I, I believe one of the most dismissed, disregarded, and disrespected persons of the Godhead is the Holy Spirit. I don't care what y'all say. I don't care how long you've been saved, but I believe the most as believers, we dismiss the Holy Spirit. As believers, we disregard the Holy Spirit. Some of y'all don't want to catch the Spirit. Y'all know in the old church, no, if that's what the Spirit do, somebody say, I don't want it. Uh, if you, you may have not have said that out loud, but I know it's been in your spirit. And many of us have disrespected the Holy Spirit. Somebody may be saying, how do I know? Because as, as a result of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, watch what we've been given. We've been given access to the very power, the very presence, and the very peace of God. Yet if we can be honest, hear this, many believers fail to walk in power. We've dismissed the Holy Spirit because some of us don't walk in no kind of power. Somebody say we've dismissed him. And, and, and here's the other thing. Many believers feel as if God's presence is far from them. Uh, that's, that's how I know we've disregarded the Holy Spirit. Somebody say we've disregarded the Spirit. And hear this. Many of us continually forsake the peace of God that is attainable to us. Oh, we've disres disrespected the spirit. Y'all ain't got to feel me this morning, but I know this to be true. We've disregarded him. We've dismissed the Holy Spirit and we've disrespected the Holy Spirit. 
And here's the even more sad reality. This is, this is what I feel is the more sad reality. This power, this presence, and this peace, watch this, resides within us. Did y'all hear what I just said? It's not like I got to go looking for this. Somebody say, it's in me. This power, this peace, this, this, this presence is in me because it makes no sense. Watch this to walk as, as believers, as our walk in God is weak. It makes no sense for believers, for our walk in God to be weak. And notice what 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 says. Somebody may be saying, how do I know that this, this power, this peace, this presence resides in me? Because the Bible says, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Somebody say it's in me. So the sad reality is if that type of power, that type of peace, that type of presence is in me and I don't walk in it. Somebody say that's a sad tragedy. And we've got believers that do this. And this is how I know we've disrespected the spirit. It don't make no sense to be weak in our walk with God when we know the spirit of God is within us. When we know that we have the spirit of God within us, uh, the way that we face disease is different. I don't know about y'all, but the way I look at disease is different when I know I got this kind of power in me. When I, when I look at death differently, when I know that I have this type of power in me. And watch this, I even face demons differently when I know I got this power in me. I don't think y'all know what's in you. James 2.19 reminds us, watch this, my wife made mention of this, that demons fear, watch this, at the thought of God's presence. So watch this, if demons fear at the thought of God's presence, what do they do in the face of his presence? Somebody say they're supposed to fall. So the way that I face demons should be different when I know that the very presence of God resides in me. Oh, y'all got to understand that demons fear, watch this, at the very thought of his presence. I ain't got to look at demons. I got to look at them a different kind of way when I know his presence. Somebody say, is in me. It's in me, it's in me, it's in me. Our walking God can't afford to be weak when we are, watch this, carrying God's spirit within us. Demons don't simply fear at what's in us, but demons should fall at what's in us. Therefore, the critical question we got to ask ourselves is why do so many believers walk in defeat? When, watch this, when what we carry, even demons fear. Why, why, why do we continually walk in defeat? Why am I always beat up when what's in me, even demons fear? How can the spirit of God dwell in me and God's presence seem so distant? That his peace seems so fleeting. And I never walk in a level of power if this kind of spirit is within me. Uh, that's a sad tragedy, y'all. And I believe, watch this, consider what Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 through 31 says. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were given or sealed for the day of redemption. But let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And hear this, this is why I believe we don't walk in this power, we don't walk in this peace, we don't walk in this presence. Notice verse 31 says of this text reveals that when we depend on our flesh, we deprive and deny the power of the Holy Spirit in us. 
The reason why many of us don't walk in that kind of power is because many of us depend on our flesh. And the spirit cannot be active like it needs to be when we're in our flesh. Tell your neighbor, get out your flesh. And some of us, we struggle with this because I know the old school church made it so deep that about our flesh. But I need us to understand something about your flesh. You don't have to be in sin to be in your flesh. I need y'all to catch that. Y'all probably need to write that down because I know the old church um, thought, told us wrong. But you don't have to be in sin to be in your flesh. Somebody say, how do I know? Anytime you depend on your own strength, your own wisdom, or your own will more than the spirit of God, you are in your, somebody say flesh. Anytime I depend on my own wisdom more than the wisdom of God, somebody say I'm in my flesh. Anytime you think that you're going to fight that demon by yourself, somebody say you might be in your flesh. Anytime you depend on anything that resides in you more than the spirit of God, you're in your flesh. And watch this. When you're in your flesh, you will always frustrate the spirit of God that is within you. Did y'all catch what I just said? I know you went to school. I know you got all this education. I know your resume looks good. But if you depend on that resume more than you depend on God, you're in your flesh. And watch this, you frustrate the very spirit, the very power that you need to conquer what's been assigned to you. Oh, you're in your flesh. So some of y'all bumping your head against a wall and you're trying to figure out why. Somebody say you might be in your flesh. It's one of the saddest tragedies for a believer to have the gift of God's spirit within them, but yet grieve that very spirit that dwells in us. And notice what Jesus told his disciples that he must go or the spirit would not come. Uh, That means this gift of the Holy Ghost was made accessible by the grave. I know this is Holy Week, so I've got to tie and connect the dots. The very reason that we receive this gift called the Holy Ghost is somebody say because of the grave. Therefore, we can't allow the Lord's sacrifice to be in vain. And this is why as we enter in and begin Holy Week, I want to examine the gift that was made accessible by the grave. I don't think we do the Holy Ghost a a, a good justice because we like to skate over this topic. Over the course of these next several weeks, I want to examine the significance of the grave, the gift and the Holy Ghost. So here's what we're going to look at. We're going to look at the inheritance of the spirit. You've received an inheritance by way of the spirit. Uh, The other good thing is, is that we have instruction by the spirit. Uh, That's good news. There's there's this level of intercession of the spirit. All of this we negate when we frustrate the spirit. I need y'all to know that. There's this level of intimacy of the spirit. That means when you ain't got nobody to hug on you, the spirit will. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all, because y'all know folk get fickle. But this morning, I want to examine the impartation of the spirit. Not only hear this, because I need to make this distinction. Not only is the Holy Ghost a gift to the believers, but we've been given gifts as a result of the Holy Ghost. Yet I, I'm, I'm talking more than beyond the gifts of the spirit, because y'all want to be deep, but y'all don't want the spirit to do a work in you. So I'm not talking about these gifts that you've been given. I know you prophetic. I know you got a level of I know you can pray, but I'm not talking about those kind of gifts. We've received the impartation. Somebody say impartation. impartation. 
by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And the good news, hear this, this impartation is not limited, but it's been given liberally. So in other words, y'all know that I can have a gift that you don't have. But this impartation, somebody say, we all receive. So I ain't got to go to my mama who's on the missionary board. I ain't got to go to the evangelist. I ain't got to go to the apostle. Somebody say, I've been given this gift. That means all believers have received this impartation as long as the spirit of God resides in us. That's good news to me, y'all. No greater, greater evidence of this impartation than this declaration of Jesus to his disciples in Acts chapter one. Right before the day of Pentecost, this is when the, the, uh, the prophet Joel said that in that day that he would pour out his spirit on all flesh. This is 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's Pentecost. Jesus encourages his disciples with these words that we find in our foundational text. And I believe he reveals what we've all received as a result of the spirit. And some of y'all may be saying, why is this? Why, why do I need to know this, Pastor Keith? Why is this even important to understand? Because an impartation, watch this, that is not disclosed, watch this, will always remain dormant. If I don't know what's in me, it'll remain dormant. And here's the sad reality. The enemy, this is why the Bible says that we should not be ignorant of the enemy's devices. The enemy wants you to be ignorant concerning what's been imparted into you. And if you're, nef- if you're ignorant of the impartation, it'll remain, somebody say, dormant. And this is why even Paul had to admonish Timothy with these words in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. I don't know if I put this on the screen. Yeah, I did. But watch this. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on the hands of the eldership. Many of us, watch this, are neglecting the gift that has been given to us. Watch this. At Pentecost. We've been neglecting it. And as Timothy may have not seen, um, been subject to neglect what was imparted in him. As believers, we are subject to. And this is why we got to understand the impartation of the spirit. I'm so tired of believers walking around, somebody say weak. And hear this, here's the even sad reality. Um, I believe people with titles have made a monopoly on what we've all been given. So this is why we so into so-called folk that are apostles and bishops and you did not know that you had that same, someone say gift. Yeah. Oh, we're going to stop sowing into folk when we know we've received, somebody say the same gift. I ain't got to sow into you, baby. I got the same gift. Therefore, my prayer this morning is that we have full access to this impartation of the Holy Spirit and that we are active in that impartation of the Holy Spirit. Hear this. I want to examine this text. Notice what the first portion of our text says. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. I made mention of this in my introduction, but but God's spirit gives us strength. Somebody say strength. That means our ability to pull through is dependent upon our ability to pull on what's already in us. Uh, that means I can get through anything that this life, watch this, um, tries to throw my way by not pulling on nobody else, but pulling on what's in me. Somebody say, what's in me? Oh, that's good news to me, y'all. Some of y'all been crying and all God is saying is pull on what's in you. Oh, that's good news. This means, watch this, the prayer partner is good, but watch this, you've, been re- you've received power. Somebody say, I got power. The pat on the back is good, but somebody say, I've got power. That promise for support will help, but somebody say, I got power. power. 
Because watch this, even if you don't have the prayer part and you never receive the pat on the back and the promise falls through, the Holy Ghost has imparted power in you. Oh, now that's good news to me. I don't know about nobody else, but I've been in situations where I called on folk, I expected folk and they never showed up. And what, here's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to believe that you're alone in that season. But God says, I've indwelled my spirit in you to give you somebody say power. power. Oh, that's good news to me, y'all, that I've got this power that resides in me. Oh, power, power, power. And watch this. Many believers get depressed when those things don't come through. But the Holy Ghost has given us somebody say dunamis. That's power. That's power. I'm not getting depressed. I don't care who's not with me when I know dunamis is in me. This very word power in our foundational text is the Greek word dunamis. I know I made y'all say it without giving you the definition. But watch this. It means miraculous working power or somebody say ability. So, so the first thing I need us to understand is that because of what dwells in me, I've received ability. The reason why I really haven't fell out of the race, I know it seems like the things of this world should have crushed me, but I've received somebody say power. Oh, the only reason that you're still here is because somebody say, I've got power. In other words, hear this, this type of power in us is evident and is effortless. Now, that's good news to me. That means that somebody else should see this level of power on me. And here's the other thing. I ain't got to do so much for that power to start working in me. Tell your neighbor, some of y'all doing too much. And watch this. I said, if you pull on your flesh, watch this. You frustrate the spirit. And some of us are doing way too much. God says that this type of power is evident and is effortless. It's the power where God shows up in your life and it's the power where God don't need you. He don't need my title. He don't need my resume. He don't need my intellect. And when I figure that out, God can move. Did y'all just catch what I just said? The type of power that is evident when you figure out God don't need you. And the problem with a lot of us, we think God need us. When you get to the place where you realize, I know that you preach to folk. I know that you used to encourage folk. I know you think you got all these gifts in you. But somebody said, God don't need me. And here's how the enemy tricks us. Because we walk in the, watch this, the gifts of the spirit for so long, we think we have some level of power and it's really the spirit at work in our lives. And the enemy wants us to believe that it's us and not the spirit. Tell you neighbor, God don't need me. And God wants you to get get you to the place where you realize that he don't need you. So here this, the same power that Jesus healed the blind. Somebody say it's in me. The same power that Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood. Somebody say, it's in me. The same power that Jesus set us free from bondage. Somebody say, it's in me. And this is why it's critical to understand that the impartation of the Holy Spirit is that we receive ability. Here's a word of wisdom. Uh, your, Your ability to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost is not just so you can defeat the enemy, but this power in the Holy Ghost distinguish you from the enemy. I need y'all to hear that and hear that good because some of y'all looking like demons trying to let cast demons out. Did y'all hear what I just said? 
So the Bible says this power that I'm supposed to walk in should not be just so that you can go and wrestle the enemy. It's so that you can be distinguished from the enemy. See, y'all don't. I'm, I'm, somebody say, I'm going to give you Bible. Somebody say, I'm going to give you Bible. I need you to see what 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 22 says, 20 says. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but somebody say it's in power. So if I belong to the kingdom, so I should be walking in power. So us walking around like we're defeated, the reason why folk don't know if we're a demon or, di- or a disciple is probably because you're not walking. Somebody say in power. God says, I need to use this power, not so you can run around. And this is what got the, de- the, the disciples in trouble. They said, God, when you sent us out, did you not? We didn't realize that demons uh, uh, obeyed us. And Jesus had to rebuke them. And many of us, because we want to be so high and mighty, we want to think that we got a little tighter. We want somebody to see us on the screen and watch this. You keep running around here thinking that it's you and them demons going to beat you behind. Matter of fact, they're going to think that you were part of them. It's to distinguish us. Somebody say, I got to walk in power. Hear this, the good news is if you belong to God's kingdom, then watch this, power belongs to you. That's good news. That, that means if I belong to God's kingdom, power belongs to me. Oh, I ain't got to go looking for it, it belongs to me. And then watch this, the gift of the power of the Holy Ghost causes God to be glorified. Consider what the multitude declared concerning Jesus when he healed the paralytic in Matthew chapter 9 verse 8. I believe it's on the screen. Now, when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God who had given such power to men. That means our ability to walk in the power of the Holy Ghost cannot just be desired, but it's God's design. Somebody say it's necessary. If you're a believer and you don't walk in power, somebody say that's a problem. He said that it's necessary because hear this. We live our entire lives to glorify God. And this is why the Bible says that they had a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Many of us know how to shout. Many of us know how to put our little clothes on and look cute and lift our hands. But watch this. Walk out these doors and be defeated. Somebody say that don't glorify God. God don't care how cute you look. God don't care how much mascara you got on. God don't care how much you lift your hands. Because if you can't go out there and walk in power, God is not glorified. You want somebody to pray for you when you've got power in you. I'm just trying to encourage somebody this morning. There's nothing wrong with folk praying for you, but somebody say, I've got power in me. Because when the folk don't come to pray for you, you got to be able to pull on the power that's within you. I'm telling you, some bishops and apostles done got y'all messed up. So here's what I needed us to understand is that we receive, somebody say, ability. Now look at the next portion of this text. The Bible says you shall be witnesses to me. Ability means nothing void of authority. But the good news is that by way of the Holy Ghost, we've received, somebody say authority. Now that's critical, y'all, because you know it's a lot of folk that know how to do stuff, but they don't have authority to do it. I don't want to just know how to do it. I need authority. And this is why a foundational text says, and you shall be witnesses to me. This word witnesses means that because of the Holy Ghost, we've received authority to both stand and speak on behalf of God. Mm, That's 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 somebody say that's deep. deep. 
God says that I've given you authority to both stand and speak on my behalf. And watch this. Here's the good news. Somebody may be saying, okay, Pastor Keith, I get all of that. But hear this. When God stands and speaks, everything else is subject to him. So hear this. This is why Jesus declared in Matthew 28, 18. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And because, watch this, the Holy Ghost dwells in us, that means that which is subject to the Lord, when the Spirit gives us authority, those things are subject to us as well. We've got that kind of authority. If the, watch, y'all gotta, y'all gotta hear me and hear me good. I don't think y'all caught this. If everything is subject, somebody say, to my God. And the spirit of God now dwells in me. God says, because I've given you this level of authority, everything that is subject to me is also subject to you. This is why he said he's given man dominion. Somebody say, I've got dominion. dominion. I'm I'm, going to connect the dots for y'all. So the critical question we got to ask ourselves is, what does the Holy Spirit give us authority over? I, I, I get it. What I get that I have authority, but what do I have authority over? I believe we find the answer to this in Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Do y'all see that on the screen? No, notice what the Bible says. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority. Somebody say, over all. Demons and to cure diseases. I need y'all to stay with me right there. That means anything, here's what that text is really saying. Anything that attempts to attack God, God's kingdom, and his people because of the Holy Ghost, we've been given authority over it. Y'all got to catch this is why the Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord deliver us from them all. That means anything that tries to attack God, that it tries to attack his kingdom. And somebody say even that tries to attack me. I have authority over. And many of us get so bent out of shape when attacks come our way and God says, I've given you authority over it. Somebody say, I got authority. I've got authority. And this is why, listen, I know folk like to declare and decree a thing, but they be declaring and decreeing things in their flesh. Because they like to decree and declare a thing that ain't got nothing to do with the kingdom of God. What I can speak over and what I can speak against is anything that has to do, somebody say, with the kingdom of God. The, 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 the kingdom of God. I've, I've been given this authority. So hear this. I need y'all to hear this. Uh, that means as a believer with the indwelling of God's spirit, we can stand against and speak over anything and everything that desires to come against. Watch this and take over us. Did y'all catch that? That means, watch this. We can stand against and speak over every disease that tries to attack me. I know y'all don't like that, but I'm telling somebody say that's the truth. I I can stand against and speak over even death. Somebody say, that's the truth. And I can stand against and speak over every demon. Somebody say, that's the truth. And hear this, because I know some of y'all may be so deep, but Pastor Keith, what happens when they die? What happens when, when this happens? What happens when death, we have to face death? That means no matter the natural outcome, the spirit within us will always overcome every, even disease, death, and demons. Listen. The way that I operate is I know that although the natural outcome may look one way, the spirit has already overcome it. So this is why the Bible says that those that have the spirit don't grieve like like the world. Because I'm not caught up what I see in the natural. Because in the spirit, I've already overcome. It's sad that we lost Sister Pinkney. But we only lost her in the natural. 
we've had authority. She had authority. Oh, watch this over death. And that's why she's in glory now. So this is why I look at the attacks on my life with a different lens. Because I know somebody say I've got authority. Even the outcome in the natural will never negate what's going on. Somebody say in the spirit. And see, this is the reason how I know a lot of y'all ain't in the spirit. Because you lose your mind about things that's going on in the natural. And God says, I've already overcome it. This is why the Bible says, Jesus said that in this world you'll face many troubles. But take heart, for I've overcome the world. I ain't going to lose my mind. It may have caught me off guard, but I'm not going to lose my mind. Because somebody said, I've got authority over that. I've got authority over that. Oh, that's good news, y'all. And hear this. Notice what Deuteronomy chapter 11 verse 25 says. No man shall be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put the dread of you and the fear upon you all the land where you tread just as he has said to you. As nothing and as no man was able to stand against the children of Israel. So it is with believers who have the Holy Ghost. Woo. Here's a word of wisdom. We, when you have the Holy Ghost... We've got to stop allowing the words, the wickedness, and even the wisdom of worldly men to have authority over us. Y'all know that we will let people who ain't got no bitter Holy Ghost speak of our life and cause us to go in another direction. We'll listen to folk that got worldly wisdom that will cause us to move away from God. I will cause the wickedness that's going on in the land. And I know it can trouble your spirit when you hear things that just seem out of this world. My wife always tell me all the time, I don't know how you watch the news. Listen, even though wickedness is in the land, I'm not going to allow that wickedness. Watch this. Going to try to change my trajectory on the authority that I have in the earth realm. Oh, I don't know about y'all. I'm not going to let them do it. And here's the sad reality. Many believers watch this lose their worth and let men dictate their will because of their words. We've had pastors say stuff concerning us that caused us to lose our worth. We've had people in our lives that ain't got no bitter spirit in them to cause us to dictate our will. But somebody say, I've got too much authority for that. And here's what we do. We delegate authority that's been assigned to us yes. to other people. Somebody say, you give it up. You give it up. And what they say is this, the devil is a lie. Stop giving the words of men so much weight because their words don't have authority over you. But the spirit within you has given you authority over their words. Y'all know how to, they, they told you in elementary school that sticks and stones may hurt you, but what, what's the other part? It may break my home, but words that never hurt you. See, I don't even know it, y'all, because I'm not giving the, those words that kind of authority over me. Ah, and many of us allow the words of men we've allowed our ex-husbands to cause us to be beat down, but you don't, they don't, their words don't have authority over me, but I have authority over their words. Listen, I don't care what nobody say about me. I've got, somebody say, I've got authority. authority. And notice this. I'm going to give y'all a Bible because y'all think Pastor Keith just be talking. The Bible says like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow. An undeserved curse would not land on its intended victim. Some folk that want to victimize you with their words. But somebody say it's undeserved because I have authority. Somebody say I got authority. 
I got authority. I thought I got authority. And watch this. There is no need to worry about the words of those who have no authority. And I need y'all to catch this. Proximity does not mean they have authority. Somebody may be saying, what do I mean? I don't care if it's, if it's your mama or your man. If the spirit does not dwell in them, the spirit is not speaking through them. Somebody say they have no authority. And I get it that, that because of from the foundation of the world and how God orchestrated family to be established and structured. And the Bible says that you should honor your mother and your father so that your days may be long. And I can honor you without giving you authority over my life. We've got fathers and mothers that have spoken things over our lives that we have caused them to delegate the authority that is on our lives. And many times because of their proximity in our life. Listen, this position can be dangerous. Let me tell you why. Because we think because of the proximity of the pastor that the pastor can just say anything in my life and cause me to change my very will and get it outside the will of God. All right. But I've got to make sure this is why don't go to a church where it look good, where the praise team is good. But you need to go where the spirit dwells. And I need to listen to folk. Watch this. A good litmus test about if they're frustrating the spirit in their own lives. Watch this. Somebody say, I need to see fruit. I need to see fruit. And some of y'all know folk ain't got no level of fruit and you still listening to them. Somebody say, I need to see fruit. Uh, This is why the good news is that the impartation of the spirit is that we receive, somebody say, authority. Authority. I'm almost done, y'all. I said that we receive this ability by way of the spirit. That's good news to me, that we have authority. I don't care what folks say about me. I have authority. And it doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. I've already got a spiritual outcome. And hear this. I want us to see the last portion of our text. The Bible says in, in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Certain places are only accessible by way of the presence of God. Certain doors you want to get in, certain atmospheres, certain environments, you're only going to get there by way of the Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Ghost. Ghost. And notice what Moses declared in Exodus 33:15. The Bible says, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. This means, watch this, because of the Spirit of God within us, we receive, somebody say, access. So the critical question is, what does that mean? What what are we giving access to? I need us to consider the foundational text again. Jesus says because of the Holy Spirit that believers would have access to Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria. Hear this. That means, and I need y'all to see this, and I need y'all to see this good, that we've been given access to the mysteries of God. Jerusalem is the place of the resurrection of Christ. Somebody say, I've been given that kind of access. And then he also says that we've been given access to the move of God. Judea is the homeland of the Jews and where devotion to God was central. So I've been given access, somebody say, to the move of God. And I've even been given access to the mandate of God. Samaria is those that were in opposition to God, yet Christ still died for them. I've been given that kind of access. Somebody say, I've been given that kind of access. Mm, That's good news to me. In other words, Jesus gave his disciples access so that they could fulfill his agenda. 
The only reason that God gives you that kind of access is so that you can fulfill his agenda. Somebody say his agenda. And many of us never will never get this kind of access because some of y'all don't want to fulfill. Somebody say his agenda. You got your own agenda. And God says, the only reason I gave it to you is for my agenda. In other words, there is no mystery in his word that we don't have access to. That's critical to understand, y'all, because you will be deceived by folk thinking they got the mysteries of God. But somebody say, I got that kind of access to y'all hear what I'm trying to say. I'm telling you, and I'm going to say it, and I know this may seem comical, but folk have got, have talked you out of your draws because they gave you some mysteries of God. God told me you would be my wife. Somebody say they talked them out of their draws. I know y'all don't like to say that, but I'm being real, y'all. I'm being real. Somebody say pastors. Okay, y'all think it's a game. Y'all think it's a game. But I've got to know that I've been given access to those mysteries as well. I don't need no prayer meeting with you and myself. I can pray in my own prayer closet. And women and men have been deceived. Okay. I'm just trying to help y'all out. Listen, that, that, that means there is no move of God that we have to miss out on. Because God says, I've given you access. Oh, you ain't got to. Listen, people will think that you got to do all of this. That you got to lay on the floor. That you got to be so super deep. You got to do all of that. But watch this. And we've de- denied people and we've made people feel like, no, you can't never get a part of that move of God. But somebody say, I've got access. I've got access. And the other piece is, is that, watch this, this is good news to me. There is no mandate from God that we are unable to feel because we've received access. Here's what I'm trying to say. Go back to that. This this piece about Samaria. Y'all know we got folk in our lives that are just straight evil. We got folk in our lives. God, why you put me so close to this one? You know they nasty. And God says, because of the very Holy Ghost that's in you, watch this, you can even fulfill the mandate to get them to God as well. Somebody say, it's in me. It's in me. And we give up on folk. And God says, the reason I put you around hard folk is because I've given you, somebody say, access. And the sad reality is, is that believers that fail to do the work of God is the believer that is wasting their access in God. So the critical questions we got to ask ourselves as spirit-filled believers, what work of God have I put my hands to? What has the Lord assigned to me that I've committed my hands to do? I think a lot of us know how to go to church. A lot of us know how to listen to worship music. But a lot of us don't know how to do the work of God. And God says the only reason I've given you access, somebody say to do his work. I don't want to be found guilty of wasting my access in God. Ooh. The reason you're on that job that you don't, you don't like is somebody say, I've been given access. Been See, y'all don't like that. The reason your mama treats you act, 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 acting all crazy, somebody say, I've been given access. Maybe you've been called for such a time as this. Oh, y'all don't like that. Because they get on your nerves. You don't like that. Oh, watch this. Uh, because if I can't answer these questions with great confidence, then I fail to steward the access that God has called me to. Notice this. Notice Luke chapter 9 verse 62. The Bible says, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. One of the reasons that God has filled us with his spirit 
so that we can fulfill his work. Here's a word of wisdom. Find yourself doing the work of God where you are. Somebody say where I am. Where I, am. I, I need, I need y'all to understand what I'm trying to say. What, y'all may be saying, what do I mean? Where, where God has you is really a sign as to where God has given you access to. Psalm 37, 23 reminds us that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I know you don't like your mama. I know your dad get on your nerves. I know all of that. I know your man is acting a straight fool, but somebody say, I've been placed there. And your place of access is also your place of assignment. If you got the spirit of God in you and you know that your steps have been ordered, I know you may not like where you are now, but your place where you are now is your place of assignment. And watch this. I need y'all to catch something and y'all going to catch this and y'all going to like this because y'all probably going to start doing some work right now. Notice this. If I find myself not working where I am, God will never send me to my next assignment. So the reason that you're still dealing with demons where you are is because you have not found yourself somebody say working. Working. I want God to transition me to my next assignment. I know you called to the nations, baby. I know you got a prophetic gift on your life. I know that you've been called to pastor. But if you can't do the assignment here, watch this. The Bible says if you're faithful over somebody say a few things. He'll make you rule over much. And if I've got the spirit of God in me, them nasty places, them places that I don't like, them places where folk getting on my nerves, them places where the folk that I love don't like me. God says, somebody say, get to work. work. If you want your next assignment, somebody say, get to work. And this is why it's critical for us to understand that because of the impartation of of the Holy Spirit, we've received access. You thought you was getting some other kind of access. Now, somebody say, get to work. I'm done, y'all. I'm done. Notice this. There was a great sense of intentionality for the Lord to leave the disciples. Y'all know that? In the midst where they were persecuting Christians, where the Roman Empire were killing folk left and right, where even Paul at this time, watch this, he was Saul, but he was killing Christians. When your Savior say, I gotta go, do y'all hear me? But he says, this in John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage. Somebody say, my advantage. My advantage. That I go away. Yeah. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Hear this. I believe that Jesus knew that if it was not, if he was not intentional, watch this, about leaving his di- disciples, there would be no impartation of his disciples by way of the Holy Spirit. I know this journey can seem lonely at times. I know that sometimes you can feel like, I, I know I know other believers and sisters and, and brothers in this journey, but I feel alone. God said there will be seasons like that where you ain't going to be able to call on the pastor. Where the one that you used to pray with ain't going to pick up the phone no more. And God says, I know this, so I have to be so intentional so that the Holy Spirit might impart into you. Hear this, the good news is that he imparts this level of ability. Somebody say, I got power. power. He imparts this level of authority. Somebody say, I got authority. authority. He imparts access. Somebody say, access. Access. But I believe there's something more significant to consider. I need us to see the first portion of our foundational text. The Bible says, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, 
The Greek word for come upon is a verb. Somebody say it's an action word. So that means if the Holy Spirit isn't active in our lives, we'll never take hold of the impartation of the Spirit. I'm not saying that you don't have power, but maybe the Spirit ain't active in your life. That means if you don't lean on, depend on, and give way to the Spirit in your life, somebody say the Spirit ain't active. As a matter of fact, you grieve the Spirit. So all that, notice this, that all Christ died for it. Somebody say this Holy Week. He said, I'm going to leave the earth so that you might have all of that. And one of the saddest tragedies that I could have all of that and it never be evident in my life. Uh, we, uh, somebody say that's a sad tragedy. That's a sad tragedy. I want to pray for the, this morning for all of us. Let us stand to our feet. That we've grieved the spirit. Matter of fact, I think I said it best in my introduction. Some of us have simply dismissed him, disregarded him, and disrespected the Holy Spirit. And all the Holy Spirit is saying, I've got something that's necessary. Do y'all hear that? There's something necessary for this journey that the Holy Spirit has given me. Somebody say that's good news. I don't know what you've been struggling with. I don't know where, in what area of your life that you frustrated the spirit, but get that on your heart right now. Father, forgive us, for we know not what we do. Woo. Help us today, God, we pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you, God, for your spirit. And God, I pray, God, even as this pastor of this church, forgive me, God. If I ever frustrated your spirit, if I've ever operated in flesh, let me be the first to say, God, forgive me. God, I pray on behalf of your people, God, forgive us. God, we did not know that we had that kind of power. God, we've been trying to wrestle with stuff and look at articles and try to find stuff and self-help stuff and we've got the helper within us. Help us today, God, we pray. God calls us to know, God, that we've been given ability and God, let us pull on what's already in us. God, we can pull through. I don't know who's struggling, God, who feels like they're drowning, God. But God talk, calls them to know, God, that they can pull through. Somebody shout, they can pull through. God, there's somebody, God, that feels like they want to give up, God, but they can pull through. God, because of what's on the inside of them. Thank you, God, for that kind of ability. God, that demons even fear at the thought of your presence. But God, they'll fall at our feet because of the spirit that is active in our lives. God, so no demon, no attack, God can overcome us because of what's inside of us. God, for that, we say thank you. God, we thank you for the authority over our lives. God, there are people who have spoken word curses that have caused us, God, to do things, God, that is outside of your will. God, there are people, God, that have deceived us with their words. God, deceived us with their wickedness. But God calls us to know, God, that their words don't have authority over us. We don't care what they say, God. We don't care if they're still talking, God. You've given us authority over their words. Anything that attacks your kingdom, anything that attacks you, anything, anything that attacks your people, God, you've given us authority. So, God, I pray, God, for the one that's under attack even now. God, they feel like the walls are closing in on them. But God calls them to know that you've given them authority. And God, thank you for access. God will never make it to the next assignment if we're not faithful over this assignment. Find our hands working.
God, you've, wherever we are, God, if the Spirit is in us, you sent us there. God, let us not speak ill of where you have us. Just let us find our hands doing the work of God. And God, I pray, God, for your people. And we can be active. Your Spirit can be active in us. We've leaned too much on our wisdom. We've leaned too much on our intellect. We lean too much on our resume. And we haven't leaned on what's inside of us. I pray, God, that your spirit be active in your people's life. Lift your hands in this moment. Father, give us another deposit of your spirit. God, take us, God, from faith to faith. God, as a sign of surrender, we lift our hands in this moment. Say it, fill us till we won't no more. And every believer that believes, every believer that now knows they have power, that they know they have authority, and they know they have access and say, I'm going to allow the spirit to be active in my life. Give God a hand clap of praise. We love you, God. We love you, God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You are worthy and worthy to be praised. Bless you, God, for your spirit in this place. Heal us even now, God, by your spirit. Thank you, God, for your presence that is here. Jesus maybe somebody that's watching says I, I, I realize all of this stuff but I don't never realize that I needed the spirit like I do that is necessary for your life if that's you this morning you say I want to give my life to Christ watch this I said this in my introduction he came for you for the broken for the one who did not have it all together the Bible says Jesus came for you you say for that you say I want to come to him He's drawing you even in this moment. Put that in the comment box. I want to be saved. There may be somebody here this morning that says, I want to be saved. They haven't given their life to Christ. If that's you, just lift your hands. Hallelujah. For that person who says, I want to be saved, let me pray for you. Father, we thank you. We honor you, God, for your presence. God, this is what we've come to do. You've come, God, for the broken, for the one who needed the physician. But we've come to spread that message of the good news. God, I pray, God, that we've done that. And as a result, God, this one God who has said, I want to give my life to Christ. I need the spirit of God in me. I did not know that it was so necessary for this journey. Thank you, God, for their life now, God, we pray. And God, I ask you now, God, that they know, God, that they now have your spirit as a seal, a guarantee that their salvation is sure. God calls them to know, God, that they're a sinner in need of a Savior. That that Savior is Jesus Christ. And that they'll now allow Christ the Lord over their lives. Thank you, God, for that confession. Thank you, God, for that belief. And God, we thank you, God, that your word declares when one sinner repents, that heaven rejoices. We rejoice with heaven now, God, we pray. Give God a hand clap of praise for the soul that is now saved. I'm confident that you didn't stumble upon this podcast by accident because God is sovereign. And whenever our sovereign God sends us a message for a reason, he wants us to respond. My prayer is that you respond by allowing the word to be planted in you so that it produces God's will for your life. Until next time, strive to not simply come to church, but to become the church.